Welcome to Natalia Benson, the podcast. I'm an astrologer, women's empowerment coach, and modern mystic living in Los Angeles. My podcast is here to inspire, encourage, and remind you that everything and anything is possible. I love sharing with you the tools that have healed, transformed, and up-leveled my life. Everything from astrology to magical money, life purpose tools, mindset shifts, and pragmatic mysticism. Thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, gorgeous angels. Welcome to another episode of Natalia Benson, the podcast. I have a really, really special guest today. I have the amazing George Lizos, and we dove into all of the things about protecting your energy and even protecting your energy on social media. Um, George and I connected uh, quite a while ago through Amberly Lyons, and I just love his Leo approach approach to the spiritual. And his book, I actually, when we recorded this interview, uh, I hadn't yet received his book. I got it a couple weeks ago and I've been reading it at night before bed and it is freaking powerful. Um, I'm actually at a part that is like, it's, it's really beautiful, but it's been really challenging me because learning about you know, what are the various forms of energy attachments? How can we be aware yet not in fear? And this book has been powerful for me because I don't know if you guys know this, but I am the biggest biggest scaredy cat when it comes to scary movies. And I think it's a little bit sad, like if I just share this really quickly, it's a little bit sad to me that I think that for a lot of people, scary movies have created such an association with the unseen. So it can be a little bit hard sometimes to learn some of this information because we have been mentally primed to just be afraid of it and to see these really um, frightening images of like what the etheric and what the spiritual realm is about. And I feel like this conversation with George is extremely powerful. It's very clarifying. And his book already is guiding me on being more aware of having a grounded, self-sovereign relationship to the etheric, not from a place of fear, but from a place of awareness, clarity, and empowerment. So George Lizos is a spiritual teacher and intuitive healer passionate about helping light workers to follow their purpose of creating positive change in the world. He's the number one best-selling author of Light Workers Gotta Work and Be the Guru, creator of Intuition Mastery School and host of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. You can follow George at georgelizos.com as well as on Instagram at georgelizos. And we will have all of his uh, links in the show notes. You guys enjoy this episode. There's a couple parts that you might be like, whoa, if you're a little bit of a scaredy cat like me, but know that this information, the way George brings through this information, it is so enriching and empowering. And especially for those of us that consider ourselves light workers, empaths, HSPs, this is really invaluable information, especially because I know that most of you, if not all of you listening, uh, you have online businesses. So you're going to love this. I want to thank George so much for joining me. I love you guys. Enjoy the episode.
George Lizos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I have been really, really looking forward to this episode for quite a while. And thank you for having me on your show. I had so much fun with you. Before we dive in, give us your story and tell us your astrology. If you want to tell us your astrology first, then your story, whatever you want. Let me start with my astrology because that's the more most fun part. <laughs> <laughs> give it to so, us. I'm a Leo sun, Libra rising, Pisces moon. Mm, and I have a question. Does How do you feel that your astrology shows up in the work that you do? Ooh, I've never been asked this question. I love it. Hmm. I enjoy embracing the different sides of my astrology, the kind of work that I do. Like I have this, this loud, sometimes very like spontaneous Leo side, like this fiery, fierce part of myself. But at the same time, I have the, the more balanced side of the Libra to come and just curb down my excitement and just sometimes ground me, sometimes quite not. And at the same time, I have the Pisces moon, which is all about my intuition. So I have the, the structure of the Leo, but at the same time, I have the intuition of the Pisces that allow me to do the work that I do. So I really enjoy um, expressing the different sides of my business um, through my spirituality and through my astrology. Oh, I love that, babe. So tell us just for... I'm sure there's going to be some babes here where this is their first time meeting you. Tell us your story. How did you step into such an authentic expression and you show up and shine so bright in the work that you do? So tell us about how you got started and really created yourself here. I appreciate you acknowledging the uh, the authentic expression because mm. I started from a very inauthentic place. Growing up in a very small community in a small Mediterranean island of Cyprus, I always felt like I had to change myself to fit into other people's expectations of me. I was that weird kid that loved staring up at the sky and asking life's big questions and chatting with the, with the flowers and the fairies while everybody else was going out and partying. So from a very young age, I felt that I was different. I felt like an outsider. I was bullied a lot and I felt that I had to change myself to be accepted. So long story short, fast track to the point that I was 13 years old. That's when I realized that I was gay, something that I was not prepared to accept at the time because I grew up in a very closed off and homophobic society. At the time, gay people were considered to be criminals and pedophiles in Cyprus. It had just been legalized to oh be gay. God. It wasn't something that I would allow myself to take on and add on to all the other labels that I had put on me. So I'm like, you know what? I have been changing myself for other people my entire life. I had, I was a people pleaser, a professional people pleaser. I'm just going to do this once again. So that's when I entered the two most debilitating years of my life, where every single day I would monitor the way I walked, the way I talked, the way I expressed myself, the way I thought, trying to turn me straight. And two years later, when I couldn't change who I was born to be, I called myself a human abomination and I'm like, you know what? What is the point of living? And I decided to put an end to my life. And it was in that dark moment that I had written a letter to my parents, that I had a bunch of pills and getting ready to put an end to it, that I saw the answer that was always there for me, but I couldn't see because I was resisting it. And that answer was 
Just fuck what people think, what society thinks, what the church thinks, what the world thinks and learn to love and accept yourself exactly as you are. And Natalia had no idea how to love myself because all I experienced was self-loathing and judgment and bullying. But I was willing to learn to love myself. And we know what happens when we're willing. The universe shows up. And the universe showed up with one spiritual modality after the other, one spiritual book after the other, teaching me to love myself, to forgive myself and my bullies, and eventually learn to find all the support and the acceptance and the love that I needed within me, which is why I'm so passionate about energy protection these days. And my new book, Protect Your Light, is all about that because it's about taking our life back. It's about ensuring that our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions are ours and they're coming from our own inner being and they're not influenced by other people. Oh my gosh, babe. Well, full, full chills just receiving your story. And I am so, so grateful that that I always say that there can be these moments of like divine intervention where it's like, no, you're not supposed to go. Like you are very much needed in the full grandeur that I, the creator made you in. And I feel I've had similar moments like that in my life where it's like, oh my God, like, I don't think I can keep going. But then on the other side of that pain is everything that you came here to be. So George, you mentioned the word light worker, and we're going to talk a lot about energy protection today. What is your expression of being a light worker? And what do you consider a light worker to be today? And why are, why are we needed? So light workers are people who make the conscious choice of making the world a better place by showing in it. And in my second book, Light Workers Gotta Work, I coined the term Ascension Light Worker, this special breed of light workers, these old mature souls who have been incarnating on this planet over and over again for the purpose of ascending the planet, of update, upgrading the software, of changing the status quo, challenging it, and introducing a new way of living, a more liberated, free, kind, peaceful, loving way of living. So these are usually spiritually minded light workers who feel like helping create big positive change in the world by using their spiritual creative abilities. The way that I express myself and uh, and my purpose as a light worker is beyond just my work as a writer, as an, an online course facilitator, as the one-on-one sessions that I do with people in my group coaching programs. Also integrating all the different expressions of myself, singing, acting, pottery. This is my year where I, my word of the year is integration because I realized, you know what? Yes, as light workers, we have a very specific mission to fulfill, but that mission can be fulfilled through many different expressions. So why limit ourselves in just one expression and not bring in all the different parts of ourselves? I absolutely love that. So my my next question is, would you also consider light workers? Because Okay. So I know that I'm, well, I'm very, very excited to go deep with you on how we can protect ourselves, how we can ground, create more connection with just this whole, I've had trouble with this, what I'm saying, because I consider myself to be very empathic. And so what I wonder from you is, would you also make the association of like light workers with empaths? Or do you think they're what do you think about that? Are there there are some light workers that are really empathic, some that are maybe a little bit more whatever you what's your read on that? 
Totally. I use the word empath and lightworker usually interchangeably just because empaths, they're empathic because it's the gift that they brought with them for the purpose of following their purpose and creating change in the world. Being empathic means being able to read other people's emotions, being able to understand other people's emotions. What doesn't come with it but it does, <laughs> is taking on other people's emotions. And this is where energy protection comes in. The way that I define it in my book, Protect Your Light, is that energy protection is the art of being energetically authentic. It's about ensuring that what's ours is ours, what's theirs is theirs. It's about ensuring that our thoughts, our emotions, our behavior, our beliefs are coming directly from our inner being and not from other people. Otherwise, if we allow other people's thoughts and emotions and stuff to get into our energetic field, then we think other people's thoughts, feel other people's emotions, have beliefs that are not ours, and behave in ways that are not in alignment with ourselves and purpose. So energy protection is essentially a way of taking our life back. And I love this because I feel like a gift of being highly empathic is you feel what's wrong and then you want to make changes, right? But what's so important is that we also make sure to protect ourselves. So let's dive into that, babe. Like what is a process on how, like, well, first off, let's dive a little bit deeper into energetic authenticity and energy protection. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. And then in addition, what are some actions that we can take to make sure that we're like really rooted and we're not living out other people's like energetic stuff? Yes. So in Protect Your Light, I talk about the seven-step system of protecting our energy. The main three steps of that system are identify, clear, and shield. Identify has to do with intuitively scanning our energetic field to see what's there so that we know what to clear and how to clear it. Step number two is called clear, which is all about using different practices that we can use. And primarily, I use energy-based and earth-based practices to cleanse whatever it is that is in our energetic field, such as many people are familiar with uh, cleansing via Palo Santo or using sage, but there are different practices that we can use that we can leverage the energy of the earth to cleanse our energetic field. And then step number three is all about shielding. Most people just shield when they think of energy protection, but just shielding without first identifying and clearing it just shields all the bad stuff in. You don't clear yourself and you just add additional layers that prevent that bad stuff from exiting your energetic field. So it's very important to go through the first two steps before we shield ourselves. Another point that I want to mention here, most people when it comes to shielding, they're familiar with shielding with white light. It has become the standard process everybody just throws out of their mouth. Oh, just visualize white light, a bubble of white light around you. I'm like, yes, the white light bubble is a powerful shield, but it's an amplifying shield. In the book, I talk about the three different types of shields, amplifying, transmuting, and repelling. An amplifying shield raises your vibrational frequency, strengthening your natural auric defenses, so that preventing you from attracting to you and becoming a vibrational match to people that are negative because you're high vibe. However, it's not the best shield to use, for example, when someone is psychically attacking you and feeling anger or jealousy towards you. 
you want a repelling shield or a transmuting shield for that. So I'm very passionate about introducing a more sophisticated way of protecting our energy, going beyond the simplistic one-size-fits-all processes and learning how to manage our energy in a more complex but not complicated way so that we can be energetically authentic. I love this, babe, because, you know, we're not taught this stuff, right? We're not even really taught that we are energetic beings with auric fields, right? And my my next question is, because this is something that came through as you were speaking to this, is like, would you say, and I know that when somebody dives deep in the book, I know you're going to go through this, but do we get to use the tool of our consciousness? Like, how do we really start our intuition? Like, how do we start to like touch into what's like obviously learning this process, but also how do we know what to use, when to use it? And can we use the tool of our consciousness to navigate how to protect and ground ourselves? 100%. I love this question. <laughs> what, what I make clear in the book is because usually in the spiritual community, we like to give our power away, either to teachers or to spirit guides. We love working with spirit guides. And there's nothing wrong with that. I teach that as well. But it's very important to realize that what spirit guides are, they're extensions of ourselves. They're simply complementary to the, our own power. So in the book, I make the point of teaching how to use our own bodies and our own consciousness to protect our energy. Our physical body is our most powerful energy protection tool. And we can use literally our hands, for example, to clear our energy by clapping around our energetic field and breaking away and then using our hands to wave away all the negative energy. There are so many practical and physical ways we, we can leverage our own body to do so. But when it comes to intuitively knowing what to use, two of the practices, part of the seven-step process of energy protection that I teach is grounding and centering. These are so simple and yet so powerful, and yet so many people don't understand the difference between the two. They use them interchangeably, but they're two different practices. So let's briefly talk about them because this is what will allow you to tune into your intuition so that you know what to use in the moment, while at the same time keeping you energetically protected. Centering is about ensuring that all the different parts of yourself occupy the same space within your physical body. So we have this physical body, but as you mentioned, we have our auric field. Our aura is made out of many different layers, the emotional layer, the mental layer, the astral layer, and so on. Centering is about magnetizing all those layers in the center of our hearts, of our body, so that our emotions, our thoughts, our physicality is all present in the here and now. It can be so easy to become uncentered in life because we, we go to a physical space and we are on our phones thinking something else or feeling something else that leaves us vulnerable to energetic attack because we are uncentered. So by instantly connecting and bringing it all in the center of our heart and our body, we send a signal out into the universe saying, I am in control of my body. I am fully present. I'm connected to my intuition. Nobody can harm me. Instantly, this protects you. And then grounding has to do with strengthening our connection with the earth, our mother. The earth is the OG energy protector. My first degree was in geography and I had the 
the pleasure of studying the Earth's scientific practices and processes. So I learned all about ocean currents and atmospheric systems and glacial systems and plate tectonics, all the various ways that the Earth in the 4.5 billion years it has been around has used to clear out impurities, even if that means us, to maintain her vitality and maintain her power. So what if instead of going against the earth, we partner with the earth and her elementals and nature spirits and use the energy of those cleansing processes to protect our own selves. So by grounding ourselves through imagining an energetic cord from our root chakra and rooting us to the core of the earth, we acknowledge that we belong here, that we are safe on this, on this planet in this moment and we have the earth and her powerful cleansing and shielding and protective qualities supporting and protecting us. Oh my goodness. I just got swept up and then I did a little visualization and I sent a grounding cord down. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, George. This is so beautiful. I, my next thing is I'd actually love to know if you've had a really powerful experience or one that you'd be open to sharing with us, whether with you or with a client around energetic protection or how you, maybe there is even like a moment where you're like, whoa, this is really important. If there's anything that comes to your mind and heart, we'd love to hear it. Definitely. The, I always knew energetic protection was important. I always, I only realized it was absolutely necessary when I had a really bad case of a psychic attack. Now, in Protect Your Light, I talk about all the different energetic attachments, psychic daggers of attack and jealousy and anger, toxic cords of attachment, spirit attachments, residual spatial energy, uh, collective thought forms. There are so many different types of, of stuff we can catch on. Now, energetic daggers or energetic attack or psychic attack or psychic daggers is basically when someone feels an intense emotion, usually a negative emotion of anger or jealousy, and they direct that towards you. So what happened was the first time I got on national television, uh, it was a, an early call. It was a 6.30 in the morning show. So I was so just frustrated in just putting everything together and putting makeup on and getting dressed and going on TV that I had forgotten to put on my energetic shields to create strong energetic protection. So I go on TV. Everything was fine. I get off the set and that's when it hit me. Chest pain stomach aches, migraine. I was throwing up. Long story short, I was in bed for two weeks. And that's when I realized I had been energetically attacked. I was psychically attacked because I exposed myself to so much energy. I had all that energy, that judgment, whatever everyone, anyone was thinking, just coming to me. My aura, I was energetically naked, allowing everything to come into my system, overwhelm me, and then result in emotional, mental, and physical symptoms. And that's when I realized, you know what? This work is necessary, especially when we put ourselves out there into the world as spiritual leaders and teachers and creatives and entrepreneurs. I feel like, well, actually, my next question really goes along exactly with that because a lot of the babes in my community they're business owners, they're spiritual entrepreneurships, they're spiritual entrepreneurs, they are working to create their leadership in the world. And being seen is a big thing that comes out both with them and me. We're very connected. 
how can we protect our energy when we're showing up consistently on social media? Hey, gorgeous. Would you love to work with me on a more one-to-one basis, taking your business and your entrepreneurial dreams to the next level? I want to invite you to apply to work with me inside of a one-to-one business audit, a mentorship journey, or my CEO mastermind. If you would like to apply, it's important that you are deep into your business and you are looking for an entrepreneur, a soulful entrepreneur who has over 15 plus years of experience and you're just looking for that edge to really take things to the next level. So go to the link in the show notes if you'd like to apply to work more intimately with me and that will get you on a call and we'll decide what's the best step for you. What's the best step for your business? Link is in the show notes to apply. I look forward to working with you. What is the digital landscape in this conversation? Exactly what you're talking about here. But I think this is just so powerful. And you are reminding me of how important it is that I consistently do this. Yes. When I was researching uh, the book before I wrote it, I realized there was no book on energy protection talking about protecting ourselves on social media and digital energy protection. That's why part four of Protect Your Light is all about digital energy protection. And to understand how to protect our energy online, we first need to realize how the online world functions energetically. First of all, why protect our energy online? Because our world has become increasingly interconnected. We're going into the metaverse. So the online world has taken over, especially during the pandemic, and it's going to keep on growing. And we spend a significant amount of our times online. Now, the digital world is a mirror of the physical world. In the same way that in the physical world we have continents and countries and cities with private, semi-private and public spaces, we also have all that existing in the digital world. Let's say for example, let's let's uh, take for example Instagram. So, think of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and whatever social media site we use. They are digital countries or digital continents. So when you go into Instagram, you have the private spaces of the DMs where the energy is different. It's safer. You choose who to let in there or you can close the door if you don't like someone. Then you have your feed where you can see people you've chosen to follow most of the times. And therefore, it's a semi-private space. And then you have the Explore tab, which is a public space. As you interact from space to space, there are different types of energies, different types of people that you're interacting with and catching different types of energetic attachments. Psychologists coined the term emotional contagion to talk about how someone feeling a negative emotion in one side of the world, shares, sharing it on social media, can influence someone reading that at a completely different side of the world. And you have this psychic emotional energy literally spewing out of the digital world into the physical world and affecting us. This can't get more real. So while we're sitting on the couch, feeling safe and protected in our house, in our homes, while we're globetrotting in the digital landscape, we are attracting so much energy that we learned to protect. So how do we go about doing so? I include many practices in the book, but 
I want to talk a little bit about, I talk about energetic practices and tactical practices, but I feel like we don't talk a lot about the tactical practices. So let me uh, say a few things here. Yes, we have these cities and these countries that are digital, Instagram account, Facebook account, etc. But we need to remember, we are the mayors of our own towns. We have control Increasingly, due to privacy policies, social media sites are giving us more control over what we see. So it's very important to tactically go into our privacy settings, choose what to see, what not to see, nude people, like cultivate a community that feels safe and also really manage how we use our social media, grounding and centering ourselves and our energy before we go there. So we go there with intention. And we just don't get sucked into this, this scrolling pattern all of the time. So it's a good time for entrepreneurs specifically, because we use social media as a tool, to have a conversation with ourselves and realize, am I using social media primarily to create or to consume? And if you're consuming more than you're creating, are you really using social media for business purposes? Or are you just getting sucked into the whole trend? So these are some interesting questions to have in mind before going into social media and also taking tactical steps to learn how to protect ourselves. I just want to echo that one more time because I'm like, oh my God, that is totally something that I'm going to be doing because something that has really come online for me recently, no pun intended, is the importance of being really intentional before I go into Instagram. Um, Right when I got back from my honeymoon, I didn't realize, I started reading a book called Dopamine Nation um, by uh, Dr. Anna Lampert, I believe is her name. And have you heard of that book, George? I haven't, no, but I'm very interested right now. It's very powerful, but the reason I bring it up is because I just realized like, wow, our dopamine systems get so hijacked by social media. And I started realizing, whoa, I am not utilizing Instagram in a healthy way. So I took four days off and absolutely no social media felt so much peace. And I was like, how can I approach Instagram with more intentionality? And I decided that instead of being a consumer, I'm going to be a creator and a giver. So I I love the tool that you just gave us where before we go in, let's take a deep breath, let's ground in and then go into the space with intention because you're totally right. It is the metaverse is here and Instagram, like, I don't know much about the metaverse, but Instagram to me is its own kind of form of metaverse because it's a place where we have an identity and where we're interacting with other people's identities and all of these things. But it's like, it is so important to be intentional and to make a space of like protection. Do you have any like sayings or affirmations or mantras or anything that you like to tap into or tune into before you post something or before you go into social media or after, is there anything specifically that you really like to do? So something that, um, that I really like to share is an energetic tool that we can use when we post. So this is something that we can use to essentially shield our, our social media sites so that we don't get energetically attacked. I call this a digital amulet or a digital talisman. Now, talismans and amulets are again used interchangeably. They are different. Historically, talismans activate positive energy, whereas amulets repel negative energy. They ward off negativity. 
So we can choose, am I creating a digital amulet or a digital talisman? And you can literally take a picture or use a digital like uh, illustration of something that for you is a talisman or an amulet, or you can choose any picture, any post, whatever it is you're going to post. Are you posting your smoothie? Are you posting an inspirational quote? Are you posting a selfie? You can close your eyes and visualize an energetic cord extending from your heart chakra, connecting you to that image and sending your intention into that post. And that intention could be a protective intention or an amplifying intention. It could be a transmuting mantra statement, or it could be a repelling or an amplifying one where you're saying, I'm, I'm filling up these posts with a high vibe rainbow light that allows only high vibe rainbowy people to come into my life. Or you can say, I, I, I fill this post with repelling energy of a mirror shield, which is a shield I talk about in uh, in Protect Your Light, to repel away whatever negative energy is being sent to me. So you're essentially hacking into the digital landscape by using something physical, which is your intention and your physicality, and then communicating that and um, flowing that into the digital world because energy works with intention. All this work we do in the energetic world, in the spiritual community, it works with intention. Yes, in the book I talk about different practical tools we can use, but we can eliminate all those tools and just use our body if we want to because, or, or just our intention without even our body, just intending something to happen makes it happen. Wow, that is incredibly powerful. Now, how can we like tune in to the fact that energetic protection is very needed and very real, but also approach it without fear and not be afraid of the, the toxicity in the world or the toxicity in the digital landscape? I've had Leo Max on. He's educated us about entities, um, things of this nature. How can we approach all this without fear? I love that. So Something I have a whole chapter in the book talking about the two schools of thought around energy protection. One school of thought is like you don't need to protect yourself because you're feeding the fear and you're just buying into duality. And then the other school of thought is like it's essential to protect our energy. And these schools of thought seem to be like fighting online. I can see this conversation happening on social media. And I'm like, you're both correct. Both schools of thought are correct and they align. And here's how they align. When we are energetically aligned to our source, to who we really are, to the love that is the world, that is the universe, when we align to our oneness, we are untouchable. Nobody can harm us. Nobody can attack us. No spirit can even get close to us. However, who can say here with all in all honesty that we can be aligned to source and to our oneness and to love 24/7 if we were meant to be that we wouldn't have incarnated into this physical world into these physical bodies yes in spiritual truth we are one but in this physical three-dimensional world we're at the same time separate so we're both we're both 3D and 5D or whatever you want to call it so we need to learn how to manage our 3D nature. We need to learn how to manage ourselves when we flip from connectedness into anger or fear or frustration or whatever limiting or negative emotion we may, we may be feeling. So 
because of our ego, because of our physicality, we need to have energy protection practices to bring ourselves back home when we strayed away from home. So this is a fearless way of thinking about energy protection. Nothing can harm me when I am aligned. And even if I get misaligned and I'm vulnerable to energetic attack, here are a list of tools and practices that I can use instantly with a short breath, Sorry, with a long breath if you want to center yourself or with a grounding meditation to instantly bring myself into a space of safety and connect and connectedness with my inner being with the earth so that I feel protected. And something that I want to share a little bit about spirits because I talk about spirit attachments and the difference between spirit attachment and spirit possession. There, there is no source of evil in my spiritual book in the sense that when you want the room to become dark, you don't press a button and there is darkness spewing into the room. You just turn off the light. Same thing spiritually. It's just love. But there are many people who have disconnected from that love. And when there are many disconnected people thinking negative thoughts and feeling negative emotions, that collective thinking and emotioning, making up my own words, manifests into a low-level spirit that people have called low-level entities or demons, etc. They're beingless beings. They don't have a source and therefore they cannot truly harm us. They can scare us to the degree that we're afraid of them. And when we connect to the earth and to our physicality and to our spirituality, they can't even get close to us. Oh my goodness. That is one of the most profound ways I've ever heard that described. So first off, thank you for that, my love, because I think that there can be so much fear around and and the movies don't help. You know, I've seen like two scary movies in my entire life. I've literally like refused because I think it's so poisoning to our consciousness and it really encourages us to be afraid of the unseen and it encourages mass the collective narrative to be one of like that you don't have sovereignty. And I've had so many dreams um, throughout my, I'd say my twenties where I would just be experiencing sovereignty of just like, my hands would be out like this and I'd be like, no. And I'd be speaking like, like a boundary essentially with the etheric. And I feel like what you're reminding us is just that when we are connected to source, which is all pervasive, we are protected and aligned. And I think having that awareness and that remembrance is what is so powerful about this, this, this beautiful, powerful reminder you're bringing to us. Can I share a little story about my first demonic encounter? Because I think it will demonstrate your point really well right now. Please. A few months ago, I I don't watch scary movies, but I happened to watch The Conjuring. I didn't even watch the whole of it. I watched half <laughs> the first one. And as I was watching the movie and I was like seeing all the demons they were dealing with, I'm like, hmm, I've never dealt with a demon before. It's my job. I should have the experience so I'm able to, uh, to help people about it. So essentially calling that in. <laughs> so a week later, I wake up three days consecutively every single evening at like 3 a.m. in the morning with nightmares of demons chasing me to the point that they would wake me up. 
and I would use my basic energy protection practices to protect myself without really like giving it much attention. I'm like, it's just a nightmare, it's gonna pass. Until it didn't and until shit got real. Because on the third night, I was seeing this guy who was a demon in uh, the form of a guy chasing me and eventually getting me and then biting me on my stomach. In that moment, I jumped out of bed, like I jumped up with searing pain in my stomach turning on the lights and turning on to see I had bite marks and blood on my stomach. I'm like, shit got real. It's time to like get serious about this and learn how to deal with it. So what I did, of course, I pulled up my book and my practice. I'm like, let's just follow process one step at a time, go through all the steps. But the first thing I did was it's an invocation of declaring to the spirit and to the world, I am in control of my body. You are not allowed in. Get off. I am not afraid of you. It's very important to assert ourselves in situations like that when the fear is too much. Asserting ourselves and saying an invocation brings us back into like connectedness. And I said that out loud, like, get off, out. And then taking myself through all the practices, clearing, shielding, but the most important step, and it's something that I have an entire chapter about in the book, I call this chapter, it's all attraction, meaning there is no assertion. I call that in. Whenever we are energetically attacking, this is the, the hard pill to swallow, including like for me. Whenever we are psychically, energetically attacked, something within us allowed that to happen. Our vibrational frequency allowed that to come in. It doesn't make us bad people. It means there is work to do. It means that after we protect ourselves and bring ourselves into a state of alignment, we have to ask ourselves the tough questions. What fear or limiting belief or trauma is still unhealed that needs to be healed right now for you to stop experiencing that? And when I did that work and I, I dug in to find out what's happening there, I found out there was a trauma that was unhealed that I thought I had, I had healed that was still there. And I did the inner work of resolving that. Doing this work is the most important work when it comes to energy work. Many people think that doing the energy work is the work. No, that's not. That's the beginning of the work. The conclusion of my book is do the work. And I literally tell people, congratulations, you finished the book. Now your work starts. <laughs> because you have to do the unlearning and letting go of the traumas and limiting beliefs that have created all of that. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, I just want to say that's profoundly powerful and probably very intense to experience, but you know, this is something I thought about a couple of minutes ago. I was like, you know what? Obviously we all love for things to be of the light and high vibrational and come of love. And every so often we have these experiences that are not, that they are the disconnect from love and they can scare the shit out of us. But, but just as you're speaking to here, it is like, it's all there perfectly as I'm looking at the clock and it's 1244, but it's all there really perfectly just to remind us that in the, in the dark or in the disconnect is the opportunity to transcend, to heal, to evolve and to make ourselves better very quickly. I just had a very similar, not too similar, but experience where I, I invited, um, 
a very paranormal experience. And I was like, no, did not want that. But I realized that in my words, I was very, um, I was clear, but not clear enough. And so I had something happen. Maybe I'll talk about it sometime. I'll tell you in a voice note. But the truth is, is that even though it scared me, it was like, you know what? Number one, I wasn't clear in how I spoke, but number two, I needed a little check to remind myself that the etheric world is very real and that it responds to me. And it, and then that day, just as you're saying, George, and I cannot wait to read your book, but I spoke out loud exactly what my boundaries were, exactly what my sovereignty was. And I just said, if you, you may be here to assist me. If you are here to assist me to bring more light, more kindness, more empathy, more love, and more compassion to this plane. If not, no, thank you. Like you have to go now. And it was just that reminder of the sovereignty of our words, which is exactly what it at an even more deep level you experienced with this invocation. Exactly. Our words have power. It's what I said in the beginning. Our physical bodies are most powerful spiritual tool, divination tool, energy protection tool. And therefore our words, when we speak it, when we intend it, when we use our voice or our physicality, we create powerful change and protection. Where can everyone find your book? Um, really quick, one more question. How has it felt? I know that you, this is your third book. Yes, babe. How does it feel to author three books? That's a big deal. It's so humbling because books essentially saved my life. When I had reached that low psychological point in my life and I was ready to put an end to it, the first book that showed up that really saved me was Harry Potter, believe it or not, because it had this combination of magic and love. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can find that in the real world. And that's how I discovered spirituality. So because I learned through books, because I healed through books, it became such an important part of my work to and to to first of all train myself in learning how to write books how to research books do the real work behind that so that i could bring something into the world because i understand how people when they're reading a book it's like you're having a conversation with someone they're they're there with you they're vulnerable they're open they're learning from you they're receptive so i take this very seriously and it's also such a humbling experience to be able to help and share and hopefully be able to help people transform and heal and learn to protect themselves. I love this. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Where can everyone find this book? Where can people get in touch with you? Um, anything that you have coming up this summer that we can dive in with you? So Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing, and cutting cords is available to purchase anywhere books are sold, Amazon as well. But if you go to protectyourlightbook.com, when you order the book and you use your order number from whichever retailer you get it, you just fill up a form and then you get for free the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop, which is a 90-minute workshop with me where I guide you to scan your physical body, identify all the different energy attachments so you can clear them when the book arrives. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at George Lizos, my website, georgelizos.com, and I have a Facebook group called Your Spiritual Toolkit, which I teach in, in where, where I teach every single day about different topics, including energetic protection. 
George, this has been such an honor. What an illuminating, powerful conversation. I cannot wait to dive deeper in your book. And I feel like this interview is so timely because this is something, again, that's been coming online and I'll get little hits to remind myself to protect and to ground. And so I cannot wait to go through your process and just thank you for just who you are. Thank you for all of the... um, experiences that have shaped you that you've been powerful, loving, and resilient through because you are such a gift. So thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so grateful. Bye guys. Okay, gorgeous. How did you enjoy this incredible episode with George? Thank you so much again for joining me. I also wanted to remind you that this month only, I have a couple of spaces for my conscious CEO mastermind. This is my invitation for you. If you are a soulful CEO in the more advanced stages of your business, you are ready to scale from low six figures to high six figures via service sales and systems. I would love to invite you into the Conscious CEO Mastermind. This is a six-month experience where you receive a 90-minute personalized business audit with me, as well as two monthly calls in an intimate group setting. And if you're looking for an empowering space to share business challenges, as well as your big wins, like to feel safe sharing your big wins, then this is the space for you. I also bring in my work with astrology, money, and business, bringing in your natal chart in the way that I mentor and guide you on our group calls. And it's just a lot of fun. I cannot wait to have you. If you would like to apply, go ahead, go to the link in the show notes, put through an application. You'll book a call with me and let's do it. If you have questions about CCM and you want to make sure that it's the best thing for your business, go ahead and shoot me a DM at Natalia underscore Benson. Love you guys. If this episode has served you, I ask you to share it, to send it to someone where it could make a big difference and and help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. Please tag me with your shares, um, something you learned from this episode or that you loved from this episode at Natalia underscore Benson on Instagram. Also, please DM me with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon. Thank you.